May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. It is on this fifth Sunday in Easter that the Church invites us to reflect on a moment prior to the crucifixion of Jesus in the Gospel of John. If you recall, the Gospel of John moves forward a few cosmic motifs that are part of the larger biblical witness. There is darkness and light. There is the sort of pre-existence of the Word. All of this part of what has come to be known as a theological or even scriptural worldview. There are echoes at the beginning of John to Genesis, where, as the writer of Genesis informs us, darkness and chaos and void covered the face of the earth, or if you prefer in the Hebrew, tohu vobuhu, void, deep void, deep darkness. Darkness and light. I have to admit, darkness is certainly, at least the way that I'm reading reality these days, is certainly a motif that is a part of our shared life, not only in this country, but also in this world. I'm thinking about those dark spaces where them and us, that binary, functions as the organizing principle for social interaction, a them and us that our epistle reading counters with a message of inclusion, a God who invites a thoughtful community to revise its theological perspective on the other. But when I contemplate our current space, the space that we share, I think of a space marked by this binary of us and them. It's also a space where migrants leaving the darkness of violence and death make a long journey only to be received, not even received, but shooed away by policies that, in my own personal estimation, seem to advance the darkness of the us and them binary, of that logic that is connected to practices not only of government, but practices that inform the access to to resources, access to connections. It's a space marked by the exclusions where bans limit health care, where bans limit military service, where bans rooted in this binary logic seek seek to do away with that fundamental dignity that every human child of God bears. That's this darkness, when I think of John's gospel, this motif that finds its way not only in John's gospel, but also in our reading from the book of Revelation, that mysterious book, That is really, as Eugene Peterson reminds us, not meant to confuse us or to put forward ideas that are so esoteric and removed from daily life. No, no, Peterson says the book of Revelation, this apocalypse, is not about 
destruction as much as it is about how to worship the living God. An invitation to open our hearts, the unveiling, the apocalypsis, to a world where love, grace, and mercy abide and are shared to all. So yes, John's Gospel puts forward these cosmic motifs of light and darkness. In fact, in our Gospel reading, just prior to verse 31, where we started, verse 30 lets us know that it was Judas who just left the scene. As soon as Judas has taken the bread... Again, we're talking in the context of the Eucharistic meal. When Judas has taken the bread, John reminds us, he went out, and it was night. And it's within this intimate environment that Jesus invites his disciples to yet again go from darkness to light in their understanding, to once again open their hearts to to discover the disclosure of God's love being performed in their midst as Jesus makes his way toward the cross. who gave himself in obedience, a sacrifice for the whole world, as our Eucharistic prayer reminds us. Jesus reminds them, and he knows this is tough news, that Judas is on his way and a series of events are going to unravel. Jesus reminds them in the midst of that, that a new commandment, is to structure and shape their life together. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. In other words, lean into each other. There's no going back, Jesus has said. Judas is on the way. Soldiers are on their way. They're going to meet us in the Garden of Gethsemane. I will be taken away. But I'm inviting you to step into that darkness with love. A love that casts out all all fear. I'm inviting you to step into that darkness, to follow me into that darkness, proclaiming that there is a love that overcomes all fear, a love that is stronger than death, a love that promises grace and mercy. And I know that there are moments when this darkness we step into, it shakes us to the core. The German poet Goethe once observed that those moments of darkness crush the little bit of meaning that has been arduously gathered in a lifetime and disperses it to the four winds. I think of stepping into darkness where where someone close to us, a friendship, falls apart, or we begin to see the decline of a loved one or of a son or daughter who needs to find their way back to light and love, and we enter into that space, and Jesus reminds us that we enter into that space not alone, but together as the people of God. I think of the countless folks seeking refuge in this country, 
Jesus invites us to step alongside them, to grab them by the hand, and walk with them into the darkness of the space of us and them, a space that rejects their fundamental dignity, so that in stepping toward and stepping forward, we restore the dignity that we uphold in our baptismal covenant to be the people of God, unafraid of the darkness, because we are light, we are love, we are grace, And we proclaim the goodness and love and embrace of a God who invites all to be part of this beloved community in this city, in this space, and wherever we go. Lewis Donaldson remarks, the love command that Jesus here gives to his disciples is typically understood as both the center of Jesus' teaching and the center of of the Christian life. And so this practice of love leads us to constructive action, to insist on the us rather than the us and them, to insist that we are a people invited to risk everything for the sake of the neighbor, to step into relationships and connections, to accompany folks through their darkness, and receive the company of others when they walk us through those scenes of rejection, those events of pain, those unwanted, undeterred events that we enter into. We walk together. We don't walk alone. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. When we love one another in the name of Jesus, the entire cosmos works with us to reveal the goodness, grace, and hope we have in the one who made heaven and earth, the Alpha, the Omega, in the one sent as pure love to remind not only us and to remind the entire world that we go not alone, but we go together. We go with that Redeemer of the world. We go as the people of God. Amen.